on this episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is what happens. (laughs) Does that say math murder? When it means something, but you're not sober. And neither is neither is is a bunch of instruments. This is no, this is actually my son's initials. Uh huh. He's wondering why you sprawled out in the bed. I'm I'm, I'm glad I snapped you out of your book. I can dance too, but you gotta have 20 bucks. I'm sorry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Juan Smith. Really quick before we get into things, everybody, I just want to say thank you to everybody who reached out to us this past week. Please hit us up on one of our avenues of social media or the voicemail, uh, facebook.com slash nocountrypodcast, Instagram at nocountrypodcast, Twitter at podcast underscore country. You can shoot us an email at nocountrypodcast at gmail.com or please leave us a voicemail. I really enjoy those. 346 291 Zero, zero, five, zero. And now I need to get into, we have another special guest this week. This week we have my friend Hang, who I have previously referred to in a few other uh, episodes of the podcast. And uh, I'm really thrilled to have Hang here. This is the first time Juan has met Hang. So please, Hang, say hello. What's up? Ah, oh, so nice to hang with you. Oh, already using my name in vain. I had to get that out of the way right away because that was just going to kill me. I couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I Earlier today, I was like, who's going to make a hang name, hang, hanging joke first? And it was you. You beat me to it. Hang them low. <laughs> It's not a problem of my age. It's not at all. <laughs> so, first of all, Hang, uh, tell us a little something about yourself. Where are you from? NOLA. NOLA. Born in NOLA. Raised in Baton Rouge and moved to Houston when I graduated high school. Got that. Fantastic. So what was it like growing up in New Orleans? Because I love New Orleans. Is that what you meant by NOLA? Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, yeah. I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> I was like, is that Vietnam? Where's that? <laughs> no. That's just a sh- abbreviation. She's, she is Vietnamese, but not from Vietnam. Are you first generation, second generation? First generation okay. to America. No, did you, first did you, generation born, born in, in America. America. I was just okay. going to say, did your parents immigrate here and then you were born here? <laughs> that's what I, that's what I assume. Exactly. Yeah. Mine sort of did, but they were white. They were kind of already spread in, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what was it like growing up in Louisiana? Mm, I didn't like it at all. That's why I graduated and left. So, what do you not like about Louisiana? It's a lot of stuff. What's, what's the name of two ghetto. things? Yeah. It's ghetto. There's, um, it's just ugly. It's a whole place of ugliness. The whole place is ugly. 
Now, if you're from Louisiana, we're just not talking about you specifically. <gasps> oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. This is going out live? No, no it's not it's ugly. Not. It's great. Baton Rouge is great. <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, hey Hank, when you when you speak, this is we're literally worldwide now. <laughs> this goes. Please let's edit that out again. This go. Oh hell no! This goes everywhere. See, Everybody says they love New Orleans, but I don't like nothing about Louisiana. I love going to New Orleans, but I can always come home afterwards. But the food. In New Orleans, it's all brought to Texas now, so I don't even have to go home for that stuff anymore. I'm seriously thinking about moving there. <laughs> to Texas? Yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. After mom kicks the bucket, I'm out. Are you bringing her van down here? <laughs> no. That'll be staying. I heard that episode with her if van. If I, uh, you know, and I just drove that van yesterday basically to chicago and back and then tomorrow i gotta do the same thing but it's it's working okay now what color is it uh it's a really nice sky blue <laughs> no i don't know what it's some kind of blue i don't know it's bluish green it's your, or it, something like that. it looks like every uh town and country minivan that you see that's blue yeah they all they all look the same yeah and uh it's is my son this? it's my son's van now so is that the same van? I don't think it is, but is that the same van that your mom got in that really bad car accident in? No, no, that one was totaled. Okay. <laughs> I always remember that story. It was really funny because you, you like told me, you're like, yeah, my mom got in a car accident. I was like, what happened? You were like, well, you go, when you get, you said something to the effect of like, when you get old, you just don't care anymore. And she like pulled out in the street was like, I'm old and I'm pulling out and got T-boned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the pole that the vehicle hit is still tilting. They never, <laughs> they never fixed it. <laughs> and that doesn't oh count God. for the other minivan that they had that was the same van, it, identical. Yeah. They had two, yeah. and then she, she hit a deer with the other one. Oh, and, my goodness. Got that nine-point buck out of that. So. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> so, anyways, back to, a, uh, back to Hang. What brought no, your... No, no, what? no. What? We You're don't the guest. Want, I don't even know what it is in Louisiana anymore. I wasn't Oh my goodness, she's not even giving me a chance to ask questions. She's already trying to take over. Hang takes over. <laughs> Sounds like a movie. <laughs> it does. I had enough. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Taking over. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> not going to Louisiana anymore. <laughs> Ship that food on over here. I'm not going. Exactly. And then, yeah, so you're already making moves. <laughs> yeah. It's like it'll be like a true life story now. <laughs> true life story. That would actually, yeah, like an hour special. Now, I, I, I'm sure you, you might know this, but I did grow up in the South. From ages uh, four to ten, I grew up in Biloxi, right on the Gulf Coast. My sister lives there. Yeah. You so go visit her. So when I come to, yeah. <laughs> so when I come down there, if I visit you guys within a week, I will speak. Like, I've lived there for a while. Because yeah. every time I go south and then I come back home, like, I get shit on for, like, two weeks <laughs> about having a southern accent, you know? I'm like, How do you Fuck. like the beach out there? Uh, I remember liking a lot of titties when I was a kid. Uh <laughs> Driving to, on the way to church every week, it was like thirty minutes of titties all the way. 
to church on the beach. But uh, somewhere around like seven, I discovered ass, and then I just switched over. So I it was doubt a pretty good. Any more of that now? It was a pretty good childhood. Uh, <laughs> Well, there's no other advantage to the beach. <laughs> Something and then you to, move to Michigan where everyone's in parkas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and tourists are real vulnerable. They're feeling real, you know, adventurous. So. Yeah. It's just the problem was I was like 8 to 10. It's just like you don't got a lot of game then. <laughs> so I had a little bit, but not enough. <laughs> as a 10-year-old, you didn't have enough game? Oh, no, as a 10-year-old, I was straight. <laughs> I just wasn't... I wasn't where I should have been when I was 12. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh things got better later. But. Oh, yeah. Hi. Back to Hank. That's, get, <laughs> that's let's, me. Let's get back off of my perverted eight-year-old ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that Jasmine moved, too, because for like the first... <laughs> Just like no, no, out we, on the bed. The first five minutes, all she had laid in a position where all you could see was her ass. For like the first five minutes. And it's a little distracting, so I'm glad that she <laughs> moved a little bit. In her sexy pose. Yeah, I don't think she even meant to be. It just happened. No, probably not. So, probably just happened. And you notice oh. I didn't say anything until she got up moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Jasmine. Uh, yeah, my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> It's not my fault. I didn't, I didn't make this channel. <laughs> so Louisiana is completely, completely ghetto, right? Mm. And I thought that when I moved away from there that I got, got away from all of it. Yeah. But last week, I don't know if you know the north side, 610 and Ella, 610 yeah. and Shepherd. Yeah. So I had to have my ex help me with the kids. So I drove down there, but I was so exhausted. It's a far drive from Katie. I stopped by a gas station off the freeway. I walk in. This is a story. I walk in, and this big, big old lady was arguing with the cashier. Big lady. And she was wearing, like, a tank top, booty shorts on. She was arguing with him, and then I don't know what they were arguing about. I said, dang. So I kind of backed away from the cashier. I wanted to go in there and buy a snack. I backed away from the, the, the table, and as I was about to exit, she walks right by me. She's like, excuse me. And then she goes to the snow cones, the yeah. machine. She breaks it. She went over there, and I don't know what she did. She breaks the whole machine. There's snow cones spilling everywhere. And then she, and then she walks out. And I go, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. And I'm standing right next to it. So then I decide to proceed to walk out, the, back to my car. And do you know, I parked right behind her. I was right behind her. So then the, ca the cashier runs out with his cell phone, trying to take a picture of her, yeah. of, her dry, dry, uh, of her license plate. She stands right in the front of it like this, just, just holding, just putting her booty right in front of the car. And I'm, I'm sitting in my car at this point, and I'm watching them. She tries to take the um, the gas pump yeah. and hit him with it, but you know it's it's a string. It's yeah. short. She hits it, it bounces back, falls to the floor. She grabs out her mace from her purse, and they're running around the gas station. She's spraying them everywhere. So they're running around, and then my kids are in the back. Ashley's asleep. Adams is you know he's watching TV, so he's really busy watching TV. But they were right in front of me, so. 
when he runs back into the gas station, she walks and follows him in there. And I'm still watching. I don't even know why I haven't even left. I'm just like mesmerized <laughs> about this stuff. But um, I, I watched them and she walks back inside. She's screaming for her gas money or whatever she was screaming for. She walks out, she hits his lotto table, flies, papers flying everywhere. People are just standing around watching. I took, while I was sitting there, I took a picture of her license plate. So then they drive off. I've seen so many videos where people don't help anyone, you know, yeah. so I felt bad. So I sat there and waited for them to drive off, and then I walked back in. I waited for everything to calm down. I just said, hey, did you get her driver's license and plate? And he goes, I got it, thanks. So then I leave. <laughs> I was like, this is insane. This is, people are crazy. Yeah. She's, they're arguing over snow cone. Obviously, she was mad. She breaks the whole thing. So well, it is, it, is, it is hot I down mean, there. I last week. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like what, the snow the cone monster. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mean to be rude, the... but <laughs> I don't need to be rude, but I want my effing snow cone. No. <laughs> she was mad. Is it a snow cone machine? What is those things? The icy. The or... icy. Yeah. Yep, exactly. One of those. Crazy. Yeah. My kids so, would have been. My kids would have been like, "Dad, can you give me some popcorn?" They would have been out there going, "World star!" I'm trying to take it. They would have had their phones out, videotaping her. That would that would have been Mark. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I would have. Oh, I absolutely would have been all in that shit. That would have been yeah. funny. I, I know when I called Ricky, he's like, "Did you video it?" And I go, "No, I didn't video it. I just took a picture of her license plate." <laughs> oh no, that's cameras rolling situation. Yeah, because you want that person to see what an idiot they are later. Yeah. You know, on social media <laughs> or YouTube, as you're collecting thousands of hits, <laughs> <laughs> millions. What's funny is she knew how to block that license. Just put that ass right in front of that car. You know, <laughs> ain't no seeing through that booty. <laughs> but you should have seen her chasing him around the gas station with Mace. That's crazy. Man. So she didn't so, do more than one lap. We all know that. <laughs> she was like. Because <laughs> I, I know how that feels. <laughs> we got fat people like me. Yeah, man, we got one lap. <laughs> one lap. One lap. We made our point and we're out. <laughs> I just don't use mace. I try to pee on people, you know? <laughs> like that Surviving R. Kelly documentary. <laughs> They have. It's called Surviving R. Kelly on Netflix. I've seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen the documentary, but I've seen it like advertised. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I don't think I want to see it. Yeah. But it sounds funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, surviving, that means you stuck around. Like, how can you claim to be a victim if you're just <laughs> sticking around? Like, the first time you pee on me, I think that's a wrap. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm out. It's not surviving after that. It's, you know. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. There's probably some really heartfelt story of reason why they stayed to be beat on. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's in the back like. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is we talk about R. Kelly way too much in this podcast. I think it's like the third or fourth time we've brought it up. Sorry, man. That's just too funny. I, because there's a, you know, there's weird people everywhere, right? But they're yeah. not. It doesn't usually come out when they're famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just watched a documentary on there called Voyeur about a guy who bought a hotel with the intent of only using it for voyeurism and used it for thirty years. Yeah. And actually had a guy who wrote a book about it, who was involved with it, even came and voyeured himself. 
and they kept in contact during this whole period of time. He ended up writing a book about it, and it was supposed to have just come out. And, uh, yeah, so there's, like, some weird people everywhere. It just normally is not famous people. Yeah. You know, I mean, pretty much probably everybody's got some weird factor in them. You just, you know, that's why it's called, you know, privacy. But now today's age, with so much access to social media and the Internet, everyone's got a portable phone that's yeah. a, literally a camera. And, I mean, privacy gets really hard to, to find now. Yeah, it's, you know? it's having privacy, you have to really like take steps to control your privacy. And I'm not just talking about on social media, like even in public, you have to be aware of what you're saying, what you're doing, because like I, I can be, I mean, I obviously have a podcast, so like, and I try and be open and real on the podcast, but there are aspects of my life I keep private and that are only open to certain people that I trust. I'm not going to go air out all my dirty laundry on a podcast, or I'm not going to like talk about my issues, certain issues on a podcast. You know, but there's certain areas of my life I keep private, but that's really tricky to do because, like, hang story. You see, so many people have meltdowns or like these like freak meltdown. out moments. I wasn't even a meltdown. <laughs> like, like, that just, was like tantrum. Like freak out moments. Then I'm like, you're in public. Like, what do you think's really gonna happen? Like, you think you're not like like so like two weeks ago, my brother and I went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch a football game. And we get out, and there's an old guy and an old lady, maybe like 50s or 60s, so not that old, middle-aged, if you want to call it. They're in this pickup truck. Yes! They, <laughs> they back out of their space, and they just crunch and crush into this car. And me and my brother and the boys are sitting there just watching, and I was like, what? And the guy looks at us, puts it in drive, and just drives away. And I was like... What? And I was like, no. And he just took off. So, like, my brother's, like, repeating the license plate to himself, and I wrote it down. And I went into Buffalo Wild Wings, and we, like, you know, we're like, hey, we got to find the person whose, you know, car this is so we can let them know. You know, because they need to, if they're probably going to want to make a claim. So, we, like, did all that, took care of it. Because I was like, I was like, because technically it's a hit and run. Yeah, nobody was hurt. But I was like, I would be pissed if I came out and my car was all jacked up. Oh, it happens to me all the time, man. <laughs> I'm, I find a new debt like at least once a month. Yeah. In or like van too? Always. Any vehicle here. Here, if you don't want your car fucked up, you got to park way out somewhere in the back of a parking lot. And then, But the only problem then is now it's not expected to be in this area, so people might just drive right into it. But yeah. at least they're not going to open a door into it or something. You know what I mean? But yeah, people yeah. don't care. I mean... <coughs> so did you find the people? Uh, yeah, we got them the information and stuff. And so it's like... By the way, that was super white of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the thing for me was I was like, if someone... I, I did it because I wanted to know... I would want to know if it had happened to me. And oh, not me. I'm not about doing it for the right reason. I just want that dude to suffer. <laughs> right? I want that dude to thought he was going to get away with it to get yeah. caught. Like, I don't care about the right and wrongs of the other guy. I just want that shitty person who's used to getting away with everything like yeah. they do at home and they do it in public. And I want him to get caught because, you know, I tell you what, be shitty at home, but don't bring it out here in the public. Like, you know, because, you know, the cops are like, great. Thanks a lot. We got leads. Now we got to follow it. Thanks. We're just going to blow it off. But nope, you got some facts we can follow through on. So thanks for adding our workload. But I mean, yeah, yeah I don't I hate when people do like that's just really shitty to do. It is, And yeah. then just, like, pretend, like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. You and know? that's, like, like I'm always, like, I tell people, like, be aware of your surroundings. Like, be aware of where you're at. Like, 
it just doesn't make sense to me that people think they can behave in whack ways with no consequences or they can, you know, treat other people terribly in public and then expect to get away with it. I'm like, what? No. I called like, out another person in a bathroom just yesterday, man. <laughs> Fucking on that trip man. back. Stopped at a restaurant. I was like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you forget something, sir? <laughs> huh? You didn't wash your hands, man. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, do you have a wife? Do you touch her with that dick hand? <laughs> Fucking just walked out. He didn't even wash his hands. He yelled his ground. So <laughs> hey, I was at least like, you called him out on it. Nah, he's just really extra dirty, I guess. He must be. He's like, well, it was with my one hand. And I was just like, I'm thinking, you're trying to make a case? Are you serious? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, usually you don't understand. This is almost 100%. The person walks in, watches their hand. just hands. tell them, if, it's, if you're okay with it, then just lick your fingers for me. See if he watches, washes his hands then. Wow. See, that's where the whites just go too far. <laughs> you, you people just make it as, like... I would never even think to say that. <laughs> Go ahead, lick your fingers for me. Like, what? <laughs> Before I make a couch out of you. Like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that freaked me out. Like, <laughs> holy crap. No wonder you don't air out your personal business. <laughs> Jesus, is that your two-second exactly. response? What if he's making plans? <laughs> Jasmine. I hope he doesn't like watch any like you know true like true crime shit. This is the person's gonna get away with murder. <laughs> you know, all I do is watch true crime and true crime documentaries and podcasts. That's how I keep my wife straight. <laughs> She's like, why, why, how, there's, how would he possibly get away with that? And I was like, ah, try succinylcholine. It's untraceable after about an hour. Yeah. She's like, what? How would you know that? And I go, just in case I need to. <laughs> They're not going to do an autopsy on you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I just listened to a case <laughs> like a week ago where the person was murdered with their socks and the choline, and uh, the only reason they got they didn't get away with it was because the lady told literally everyone in her family that she was going to kill her husband with it. Yeah, you can't use secret <laughs> shit and then tell the secret. Yeah, because <laughs> she would go to like her family and friends and be like, "I went out of this relationship with my husband," and the guy was like trying really hard and really sweet, and like, "Hey, let's make our marriage work." And she was like, "No, I'm just gonna poison him with something, some stuff I have at work." So like, when they found her husband dead, she like killed him with that and then lit him on fire to try and cover it, but he didn't really burn. And they found that the accelerant and everything, and they were like, "What?" So they figured out what happened with the physical evidence and then like all of her family and friends came and testified against her <laughs> so i'm starting to think maybe he wasn't the problem <laughs> wow <laughs> are you guys drinking is that water yeah <laughs> what the hell hangs hangs drinking uh vodka please with a filter straw in it. <laughs> She's trying to go from that bottom shelf to the top shelf liquor. Just th throwing a, 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 a straw with a filter. 
<laughs> it goes from pop like off. Filter. It's a big fat straw in there. <laughs> it goes yeah, from from pop you off liquor. You you suck it through and it becomes absolute. It's great. Yeah, it becomes absolute. <laughs> you save like eleven bucks a bottle. It's a sweet deal. The show want how big that straw is. She's freaking out because this straw is so big. And then inside here, <laughs> whoops! Oh. oh no! Don't tell Jasmine. That's not a. <laughs> is that not really a straw? Yeah, and there's a filter inside it. So you pop a new filter in there, bam. You put water in. He can't see you. Oh, sorry. So you put the filter inside here in the straw, and then you pop that in your, you know. Oh, the water's not purified enough. I gotta filter it as it goes. The water at my house doesn't taste very good, but this makes it taste tolerable. Okay, let me me get on a little secret. Water. Uh, Water tastes like shit. (laughs) <laughs> uh, either it tastes like shit or it has no taste if, it, if it's considered good water. You got to try other things that taste good, like beer, uh, Pepsi, uh, cer- certain kinds of litter, liquor. News, news flash? He said litter. <laughs> New, Did news you say fl- litter? Yeah, I fucked up, Ham. Th- hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot for catching that. Cat litter? Well, I don't know about cat litter. A cat Could've litter smoothie? Oh! <laughs> well, at least you got that filter straw. <laughs> like, you know, the ammonia, it's not so bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are like, where the fuck are they going? <laughs> this, how the fuck? But that's what's the best part about having the podcast is just, you never know yeah. where you're going. I didn't even know that shit existed. And now I got a new joke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking about speaking speaking about hate, that's that's the reason why I left Louisiana too, because people really didn't like me. Why would people not like you though? You just tell the truth too much, say it like it is. I really actually don't know. It's been like over twenty years since I left Louisiana, but I remember going to school one day and drive and and the school the principal or someone called me to the office, and when I came out, they told me that someone spray painted my truck. But not only did they spray paint in my truck, they wrote some some vulgar messages on there, like jealous bitches on one side <laughs> and bitch on the other side. Yeah, it was a chick. And I lived like we thirty minutes from home, so I had to drive home like that, yeah. all the way home. Instead of looking at titties, everybody was looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing on that. <laughs> It's just the way she said it. I mean, it sounds like she had no titties. And then we're just, and I'm like so confused. I'm going for your story. Oh, because if it was me, they had titties to look at. They have nothing. I took that shirt right off. They're like, you know, those aren't too bad. Did you show her the video that I sent you the other day? I'll show later. You'll have to show her that. Oh my gosh. Don't have, we'll have to show you later. Bye. The, don't worry. Uh, the podcasters, you're going to get to see this short video. We're going to put it up somewhere on yeah. one of our social media sites. Yeah. Uh, but when you see it, you'll just know it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to you said like the people in a, uh, Louisiana didn't like you, and it just made me wonder, was that because you got too many rings on your fingers and punched too many 12-year-olds in the face? Mm-mm. No? Not at all. 
<laughs> so that was a one-time thing? That was a one-time thing. I would nice never nice get... planning, by the way. Nice, <laughs> nice setup. I know, you just set me up. It wasn't even a 12-year-old I hit. I, I hit a mom <laughs> by accident. Oh, man, I don't even get to do that. To <laughs> <laughs> that sounded terrible. <laughs> it, it was terrible. It was so terrible that by the end of the night, cops were called and people went to jail and it was bad. But you weren't one of them? I wasn't one of them. Mm-mm, I stayed away from that. She committed the crime, but she somehow got away with it. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she learned how to do that growing up in Louisiana. Oh, but I'm straight in, in, in Texas now. They don't play over here. No, oh, no. No, nah, I, sure. I, I just said tonight, to, today to my son, I was like, I'm probably going to move to Texas eventually. And he's like, why? I'm like, because at least the white people there are straight, not us with guns. It's not going to be, uh, you know. Because the whites here in Michigan are a different, are different kind of whites, and they're even scarier. Yeah. Wait, so. are you white? Or, I'm so confused by the name, Juan Smith. You're confused by the most Hispanic name that's like, Juan's like, uh, I don't know. What's the most uh, common Vietnam male name? Vietnamese name. She's like, I have no idea. I don't have no idea. <laughs> they come over to America and they change their names. Oh, I guess so. I wonder why that is. You think it's because it's just hard to pronounce or something? Well, Joe Coy, is that his real name? I don't Co- know. Okay, well, let's say Joe Coy Joseph. was like... Joseph, his name is Joseph. Oh, really? I was yelling at him, Joseph, Joseph. Oh, that's right. Okay, maybe, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> let's say Joseph is the most common Vietnamese name. Juan's like the most common Hispanic name. <laughs> it's not a white thing about it. <laughs> so are you white or are you Hispanic? Oh, my God. <laughs> I am 100% Hispanic. Really? Yeah, I'm Costa Rican. We're very, there's not many of us. <laughs> it's a small country. Few, few get out. I, I, seriously, no, I've only met like four full Costa Ricans my entire life. You also live in Michigan where there's not too many people from Central America moving there either. They're not moving anywhere from Costa Rica. Why would you? That's where everybody goes like on vacation. Why are you leaving? Yeah. <laughs> well, we weren't, you know, we were the poor ones. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Jazz just took my daughter to school, which is right around the corner. And Jazz is like, you blocked me. And I said, just take my car. My car keys are in the, in the car. School? Leave- it's Saturday. Yeah, she has banned. She's in marching band. So let me guess. She's a little Asian girl who goes to school on Saturday to play an instrument? Yes. It's not typical at all. <laughs> what are they supposed to be doing? Uh, uh, is it a violin? Nope. Piano? Nope. Hmm. <laughs> are you sure she's Asian? <laughs> She's Asian as can be. <laughs> but her got- name is not Amber Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I pity that girl. Sorry, Amber Smith's out there. <laughs> we have only we have like somehow we have eight of them. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so in yes. Texas, I don't know why, but I always leave my car keys in my car. Everywhere I go, shopping center, I can get lost. What? I do. I don't know why I do that, but I always do. So one time, I don't know if the car keys was in the car, but someone broke in my car. They could have just opened the door and drove off with my car. They didn't have to break the window. Yeah. The camera was in the front seat and they stole my camera. But even though that happened, I still leave the key in the car. Would you stop being so Asian? <laughs> of course they stole your camera. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, this is why it's not racism, people. Stereotypes are real. She got her camera stolen. Did your car Asian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is my car Asian, he asked. <laughs> so they robbed the Asian girl's car with the Asian camera. And then it's like, you know. All Asians have camera? Uh, apparently you do. You're just feeding right into it. Stop <laughs> helping people. Hey, I, You're helping racism. Camera, I never bought another one. I'm sure you did. Cheap bastards. <laughs> <laughs> they even stole the spoiler off my van, too. <laughs> the what? The spoiler? Yeah, yeah, the little light that goes on top. For the brakes? What? The car keys are in the car, but they stole my spoiler. Why? What was it, a clip-on? What the <laughs> f- It what? is a clip-on! Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest I conversation I have ever had! Holy shit! <laughs> it's cleanly taken off. I never noticed it because, for me, I don't know how to park forward. So of I course you don't! <laughs> God help me! Her Asian car didn't look Asian enough, so she put on a clip-on spoiler. <laughs> Wait a minute! It was that's Honda. I didn't put that on. Oh, it was already on there. Yeah, it's already on there, but it is clipped though because it's unplugged. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not that Asian. You thought I dropped my car too? No, you're not Asian at all with your kid in school right now playing an instrument and your camera getting stolen and admitting you can't park that well. No, you're completely not Asian. I only park, I only reverse. Like I back my car in. So I've never noticed that the spoiler was gone until one day Ricky pulls it out of the garage and goes, someone stole your lights. And I go, what? It's cleanly taken off. No one hit it. It's was it, when you, was it when it was in Louisiana? <laughs> no. It was here somewhere. Probably in the ghetto out there at LBJ, the county hospital. So you probably isn't really with Louisiana. It's just ghetto. It's just the ghetto lifestyle. It's just me. It's just me. I'm the common denominator. I brought all of that here, too. You brought it with you? That's <laughs> yeah. what you're saying? I'm That's pretty what sure Ricky says. He's like, the ghetto's not out of you. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, and, and the reality, of course, of that is, is that nobody really wants to live there. Yeah. It's just what it is, you know? Yeah. But they don't leave, you some people. There. You yeah, lived the, there, and then yeah, the minute I could get out, I was out. It's even cuter over there. No, no, I'm H. talking about when Juan lived in the ghetto. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. I lived in the yeah. worst part of the city, but only for a little while, a couple months. So. In Biloxi. No, no, no here, in here Detroit. Detroit. Oh. Yep, and for those Detroit listeners, if you don't think I'm joking, uh, 
McMurder's Joy in Southfield. All right. The Obama gas station over there and the Obama ice cream trucks. Now, if that doesn't prove that I lived in the hood, then you don't know the hood. Because white people don't even know that shit exists. Because I didn't. I don't even know what the hood is. Dude, they even like have, uh, when you have uh, strip clubs in a strip mall, mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> it's like the strip club is just one skinny room, just long. That's it. <laughs> Can only fit just like either up. one fat stripper or two skinny strippers on stage. That's it. There's no room. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Jaguars over there, people. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> so, so yesterday uh, I was going to tell you on this trip that I had yeah. uh, and I took the van out and uh, on the way two things happened that never well not never I've seen them once before I just drove past a random car on fire what? <laughs> but like with no fire department there nothing I just saw this lady walking down the side of the highway in a tie dye dress Yeah. actually at the time I didn't know if it was a man or a woman I really wasn't paying attention <laughs> And then all of a sudden, all these cars veer over into the left lane. I'm like, what the? So all of a sudden, I cut over, and I see a little bit of smoke ahead of me. I'm like, what the hell? Pull up. Her car was completely engulfed in flames. Oh, my god. There isn't. I, did, I drove a couple more miles before I even heard any sirens. And I thought, well, you're too late. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually, uh, yeah, so I then, actually had my car catch on fire while I was driving eight years ago. That is be so scary. So uh, that's pa- past that. Right? Then about an hour later, I'm driving. The semi in front of me has a blowout. Okay? I'm not in my truck. I'm in this little van. So I'm like, oh, shit. The rim hit the ground somehow so hard, chunks of concrete broke. A chunk of of concrete, like the size of a pack of cigarettes, hit my windshield. Right in the center. But it it hit somehow flat where it deflected and went off, and it didn't didn't break it. I was just like... Okay, this is like the scariest like final destination jet drive I've ever had, man. This is too crazy. So I'm I admit I'm not looking forward to doing this trip tomorrow, man. It's gonna be I almost want to take the truck. I don't know. Cause I'm not used to people cutting me off and everything. I'm like, what in the hell? Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. in a normal car. People don't care. Okay. I yeah. gotta remember that now. Because yeah. they don't do that with the truck. <coughs> no, because people are intimidated by the bigger vehicles, and you don't want to get blasted by a big truck. Well, and in Michigan, most people drive larger vehicles, just not that big. So they yeah. know they're going to get crushed. Yeah. It's like, don't brake check me because your back seat's going to be in your lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when Ben brake checked me, <laughs> and I obliterated his trunk. <laughs> We get a lot of mileage out of Ben, don't we? Yeah, we do, because there's so many good stories. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really a shame that he passed away, because there'd probably be so many more. <laughs> there would be, because that was in 2012, so that was several years ago. So there would have been several more years of just hilarious stories. I still don't think he would have made it to 30. <laughs> And not in a negative way. I'm just saying, he was how I was in my 20s. Yeah. To, like, we were that same level of, like, no no fear of any consequences about anything. Yeah. And you can't really live like that too long. 
No, because stuff does start. Stuff will start to catch up with you sooner or later. I look. At, are you reading in the background? What is she doing back there? <laughs> She's looking at her toes. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing. No, is that a book? What are you doing? Yeah, she has a book. People still read? <laughs> yes, people still read. She's white. Yeah, she's looking pretty white right now. <laughs> In the beginning of the podcast, you looked Hispanic for about five minutes. Then you got up. Now you look white. <laughs> uh, of course, it's, it's inappropriate, so that's why you didn't catch it. It's, she's, she's, she's so good. It's... It's... She's so nice. That's so nice of. <laughs> I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone as nice as her. <laughs> Nobody, That's even true. my kids, in their purest form, they're evil. They're not. <laughs> she wins. Yeah, that's true. Unless, unless she's hungry, or if she's tired, then you feel the wrath, because she will not let you forget that she's hungry or tired. Okay, listeners, now remember, you were here when this relationship started. <laughs> so now you know where we're at. The little bit of the reels came out now. He's, he's suffered a few snaps. <laughs> she's seen him pass out and today. piss himself. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, just now she's like, we were at church for four hours. <laughs> he did not warn me. She could have packed her bag full of snacks. You know what? You know what? I agree with her. Four hours at church is just way too long. I want to hear what Mark was singing at church. You sang at church? Yeah. <laughs> look at look at Mark. No, like, wait, wait, hold on. Do you mean like you sang with the congregation, or you like went up and sung like went up, yeah, a solo? Yeah. Let's let's hear it. No. <laughs> I had no idea, people, uh, listeners, that Mark. Did solos at church. <laughs> what kind of solo are you talking about? That's not my solo, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> mine requires a camera and no dignity. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mark's over here singing at church. How are we friends? I don't know. I, you know I, no, that's what makes it work, though. Really? Yeah. Like, because people know, and even like people have mentioned, even I think some listeners have mentioned, like they notice, like we're vastly different. Oh, yeah. But yet just click weirdly. Like, it's yeah. got to be a little scary when like, for instance, like when Jazz comes to visit because she's like whole time thinking like, please, God, don't let that rub off. Like, it, just <laughs> please be, yeah. stay Mark. Don't, <laughs> don't switch over. Yeah. <laughs> that actually... It was actually after we came back from visiting you. She said, I see why you and Juan are friends now. She's like, you guys are very, very different, and that's what <laughs> makes you guys such really good friends. Opposite of track. I was like, yeah, I can see Yeah, that's he's accurate. pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not into white guys, but, you know. <laughs> that's, that, is, that is a true statement. Because I mean, really, wouldn't it? Wouldn't the most boring thing be to like be like in a relationship with someone or have a best friend who's exactly like you? 
Well, you know, and that's interesting too. And that's something we talk about a lot in the podcast. We, we talk about how like people relate to each other all the time. Yeah. And why is it that everybody always wants everyone to be the same? Yeah. What? That's, that's so boring. Exactly. I think it comes from like probably just a lot of insecurity. You're either insecure with yourself or you're insecure with being yourself. So you would feel more accepted if everyone thought like you and believed like you or behaved exactly the same as you. No, because there'd be truly- chaos. No, but see the thing is that if you're truly if you're truly comfortable with yourself, then you're comfortable with everybody else, you know, being different than you. Somebody else has a different opinion than you. Oh, okay, you know what? You're free to have a different opinion or you're free to be, you know, that's I think cuz like our friendship, we've been friends for years and we like hit it off basically immediately when we first met. Oh yeah. And it just <laughs> and we've just always been friends ever since because like you were real, I was real, and it was just like no holds barred, just real, you know, romance between us and that's what really makes it work because i can't hang out with guys who try to like oh what do you like you know oh let's do and they're like no what do you want to do like be be honest be real with me you can tell when somebody's like pretending yeah and so if so and, you and not, so that's just you never alpha, you never alpha mailed either which yeah. and that's why i don't get along with a lot of of guys because guys always try to alpha mail me yeah. and that's i don't i just don't buy into that whole thing i'm like uh, if what you like is what you like, that's cool. Like, you know, whatever. But I may or may not like it, but I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to be in charge, man. Yeah. So you'd get along with more women? I've more always, women? yeah, I've, most of my friends in my whole life have almost always been all women, pretty much. Because, yeah. uh, me too. Guys usually hate me, usually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in high school, I, don't- <laughs> I, I had like one guy friend. That was Mark. No, no, in no, high school. We haven't known each other that long. We didn't know each other that far back. But yeah, I probably, if, he if, probably would have been my only school, friend. My parents would have been like, you are not hanging out with Juan. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> I went to a very conservative boarding high school, like where you lived there. And uh, yeah, let's just say I did shit there that probably nobody else has done. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird is my son wanted to start a site where people that go to these kind of places, like in these, yeah. th- where they tell the stories of the shit that they got away with. <laughs> but, you know, like anonymously. And I was like, yeah. oh, man. But I bet there's some really good stories out there, but, you know, <laughs> stuff that people got away with, you know, because I did crazy shit. Yeah. You know? I, I was not a, I It's not like I was a bad kid. I was just like a very open mischievous kid. I didn't do mean things. I didn't I wasn't mean to people or anything like that. I was friends with everybody. But yeah. a lot of the things that were considered socially unacceptable, <laughs> I just thought were, you know, funny. So, yeah. Uh is that a bingo shirt you're wearing? What no. what what does it say? It does say bingo. Oh, yeah, but it's not for bingo. What does it say? It's it says love bomb bingo. I got it from I took a yoga class. Yoga. And uh, it was an extra t-shirt they gave me. Dude, I couldn't take no yoga class. (laughs) I would be the creepiest motherfucker in a yoga class. (laughs) I'm not even going to hide that. I would be off. There's no way I would do that. I'm sorry. You'd have to put... Yeah, you'd have to put me in the front row. There is no way. (laughs) There's mirrors in the front row, though. See, I can't go. There's no way. (laughs) It'd be worse than going salsa dancing. <laughs> yeah, I wear uh, this is my favorite shirt because it, like, well, one of my favorite shirts because it like actually fits me really well, whereas a lot of other shirts don't fit me all that well. Because you know, 
I'm built like I have these two like pencil legs and my body's shaped like an orange so like I'm orange just stuck on top of a pencil I'm really oddly shaped I'm shocked <laughs> I'm, I discovered I'm shaped exactly like a panda <laughs> exactly <laughs> well you wear black I wear a lot of black but that's just because I pee myself a lot so you know it hides it every guy my age knows that shit Every guy over 40 wears a lot of black pants. <laughs> you're not going for pastels after 40. I'm telling you. That little dribble that you get at the end, it'll show every time. Every time. That's why if I go to like formal events, I'm wearing a diaper. I'm not even kidding. I'm not. You know, you got a spot. No, nope, not me, brother. I got diapers on. <laughs> you know, I've never actually done that, but I think like I realized like the next time that I have to go to something like that, yeah, yeah. that's going down. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Ah. Rick and I went to Colorado uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. and we have never been there, and we didn't research the weather. We encountered a 15-inch blizzard the day we got there. <laughs> so then we got stuck on a freeway for four hours plus where it's just it's just dead stop and i drink a lot of water i had to pee so bad like so bad where i literally he had to come out and hide me i went next to an 18 wheeler and peed on the side of the road and then the, then the car started going <laughs> then we had to run back to the car i'm like trying to hide on the side of the road i would have just pretended like i was and i would have made a pee angel <laughs> yeah. And lay right Let's do in this. <laughs> Why is she so happy? She's just making a snow angel. You have no idea what I'm doing. Guys can do different, you know. You're standing there, no one really can tell, but I have to like pop a squat, pull my pants all the way down to my ankles. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. It's not always just. That's not always just me. I they believe me. I've had many. <laughs> you listen to enough of these podcasts, you'll know there's been some shit incidents. <laughs> True story. True story. But now Before I've got a... Adam, that, that, that day with, with the lady that was in the, the convenience store, mm -hmm. we stopped at the convenience store. He's paying attention to the TV. He doesn't say a damn thing. He doesn't say anything until I drive off, and he goes... Right when we got to the stoplight by his dad's house, he goes, I have to take a dump really bad, Mom. And I go, are you freaking kidding me? We were just at a gas station. And then I said, do you want me to pull over somewhere? We're in the ghetto, too. I don't know where to stop at. There's nothing around us. Yeah. And so I was like, there's a gas station right here. You want me to stop? He's like, no, I can hold it. Guess what he does? Shits on himself. <laughs> he shits on himself right when I pulled into the driveway. <laughs> that poor little kid. He was so, he was like, I'm so sorry, mom. Nothing got on your car. And I go, boy, just get in the house. And his dad was like, what the f And we're trying to clean him at the front door. Not even like, we're so disgusted. His dad wouldn't even let him walk inside the house. We put a towel by the front door. He took off his pants. Spray him out with the hose. Oh, it was nasty. Yeah, it wasn't even like... Like a chunk like doggy do. It's yeah. like diarrhea. It's all over. Oh. It was everywhere. So that topped off my morning with the with the lady at the cashier and then Adam do that to me and I just had to go home and just 
That was the same day? Same day! <laughs> God. Jeez, when shit happens, same it really day. happens to you. Shit happens. <laughs> See, I, so I feel like I could I could have comforted that child. <laughs> well, the worst part about it is that the teacher had called me and said he's always leaving the the to outside. He has to like, drink water. He has to use the restroom. And I snapped that picture of what the teacher texted me. Yeah. And I sent it to his dad. That was like two weeks before. And his dad goes, well, if he's got to go, he's got to go. Well, there you go. He shit it right in front of your house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then I would have, uh, you know, let him know uh, he means it. This is not for attention. <laughs> you know. Man, he topped off my day. I'm so disgusted. He literally topped off her day. Mm-hmm. That is just amazing. I thought that kind of crap only literally happened to me. <laughs> oh no, that crap happens to him. He does it all the time. All the time. And now when he's older and he gets a girlfriend, you can be like, you know, I really want you to go back and listen to this podcast where I talk about your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I've, I thought about that recently. I was like, I am so glad I didn't grow up in an age where everything I did was recorded. Exactly. Like back in the 80s and 90s, nothing was recorded unless somebody had some, like, sort of base, at the time, specialized equipment. Like, VC, like video, cam, like, the VHS, like, camcorders. They were around, but not everybody had one. And then as you got down to like the the other ones, they they weren't like people had them, but they weren't out all the time. Or even like audio recorders. So like even cameras, you had to have a camera on you. Now everybody has a camera on them. So like there's all this humiliating, embarrassing stuff that happened in my life, which nobody knows about. So it's awesome. Yeah, man. God, for I'm so thankful too because I grew up in the '80s. The stuff that was even in my fanny pack would have just been horrifying if people <laughs> would have known what was in there. I mean, it was the '80s. You know, you get yeah. you had some alcohol as a solvent to clean off, like Aquanet. You had like yeah. dental floss to deal with that shit. Like, I yeah. mean, it was it was rough times, man. But at least there's no like actual footage of it. You know? Yeah. It's like, why, why are you always flossing your teeth? Look, you don't get ass, all right? <laughs> this is a bad time. I still never get I got My son was just talking about tonight, like, his, son, his best friend's here, visiting for college. Yeah. And they're, a lot of these kids are into this, like, into the 80s music because they're trying to be, yeah. like, vintage or retro or whatever. Yeah. And I just tell them, oh, dude, I went through that shit. It sucked then. It yeah. sucked then. It still sucked. I had to go through that. That had to be. I. I have Van Halen being played like during my high school years. This is terrible. I yeah. went to see Van Halen. Uh, free tickets, by the way. And uh, about uh, I don't know two songs in uh, when it was uh, Hell Freezes Over tour when they got yeah. back together. I I literally walked out into and and stood out in the parking lot. Yeah. And just waited for the screaming guitars to stop. Because <laughs> I couldn't take it. And they were still wearing spandex. It's like, you fucking kidding me. Yeah. Like, I even quit wearing spandex, man. <laughs> horrible, horrible times. Yeah. At least no, now, you know. But see, it's the same thing today. You don't think that all these fucking, like, beard wearing, gnome looking motherfuckers with their tight jeans aren't going to be laughing at their own ass in 10 years? Yeah. Come on. You were 220 and you were wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> that shit's going to be funny forever. Yeah. We so, guys have camel toe. What the fuck? 
in the front and the back. Exactly. <laughs> you, there's nowhere to hide. I, I can't even. I can't even lift my head up in public anymore. It killed my love for That's camel toe. I'll tell you that right now. I used to like that shit. Now I'm all confused. I don't know. <laughs> Like, he has a nice guy. Oh, God, what the hell? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my goodness. That's horrible. I told my wife that story about when I first noticed that. I was like in eighth grade. I had like a gymnastics class, and the, <laughs> the girls were doing that back arch thing, and that's when I noticed it for the first I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and now you guys ruined it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Because yep. at my age, all you got is memories. Yeah. <laughs> Hot chicks aren't throwing yourself at you at my age. <laughs> you better have a big checkbook, brother. <laughs> my only hope is to be a sugar daddy at this point. Okay? <laughs> that is it. <laughs> so I married Jess for all her faults. <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> shitty and I admit it. I'm a horrible <laughs> human being. <laughs> it's the only thing that's kept me married to her for six years. <laughs> People are like, are you doing it for the kids? Nope. <laughs> it's not the kids. <laughs> They're like, is he really that shitty? Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners know this isn't fake. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz is in the back going, oh my God. Let me just get this book in my head. <laughs> I can't hear you though. Oh, thank God. <laughs> She's going to listen to it later and be like, Mark, I don't know. I don't know where, <laughs> where this. She might not want to visit again. This thing is going. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be rough. You, got, you have to come uh, sometime when the weather's really good. Yeah, uh, not which is never. Yeah, yeah, so which is never. We're, well, you know, we're we're about <laughs> set up here for about our five months of winter. Yeah, it, it started getting cold here. I just got propane yesterday. Oh my god! Yeah, drove up, got the big hundred hundred pound cylinder filled up. Yeah, because it got cold enough that the skinny folks needed heat in here last night. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh man, because I hate that when they need it because I don't yet. You know. Yeah. And then I'm the fat guy at the booth sweating and shit. <laughs> They're over there in sweatshirts like Ugh. I'm like, eat a goddamn sandwich. <laughs> There's yeah. advantages to being fat. Yeah. That's one of them. Also, if you can get over it, great self-confidence. <laughs> 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 Nobody has a bigger ego. <laughs> Every morning a pretty pop up. I'm like, yeah, I'm awesome. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling pretty good. <laughs> no, it's not every day, but it's it's most. <laughs> most days? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But you know what's funny about that? It's like, it's like you said. If you're actually really comfortable with yourself, it, yeah. it makes life so much easier. It really does. Because I don't worry about what people think. Yeah. Well, maybe not totally. I want them to... <laughs> Not totally hate me and at least think something's funny, but you know, like <laughs> their opinion about what I look like or how I dress or anything, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's only so many shirts that come in the size. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know? True. I bought a pair of uh, capris the other day. 
Why? Capris. Uh, yeah, because on me they're sweats. All right, it's not capris. <laughs> I put them on and I was like, they fit perfect, right to the ankle. It's awesome. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know these are capris. They're gonna think I had this shit tailored. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that does kind of make sense. Oh my goodness, I just heard my son outside cackle laughing. <laughs> he only does this laugh with his best friends here. I love it. That's why I'll drive the 16 hours in one weekend for him. Because, yeah. you know. It's funny, too. They're both 19, both have learner's permits. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> exactly. Learner's permit. No driver's license, like the permit. Yeah, you know, they're 19. Everyone I know recently that's tried to get a license in Michigan, they fail you. The first Why? time. They need the, they want the revenue. Oh, okay. So they fail everybody, and then you got to go back. But the difference is the trauma that it does to a 19-year-old kid when they fail a driving lesson, like, yeah. you know, the driving test is just, you know, yeah. I'm about to have to take this kid to therapy. So, <laughs> so your son failed? Yeah, they failed him. They failed his best friend. My wife didn't get her license until she was 26. Oh, my goodness. She failed her. They failed her, too. But they should have. Shit, she's still scary. Uh, <laughs> she's not even Asian or anything. It's really weird. I was just going to ask if she was Asian. No. <laughs> we just they really don't know how to drive. We just she's found like out me. that uh, we just found out that she actually is half Mexican and half Russian. So that's kind of and putting some a- puzzles together for me. <laughs> I now know where the anger comes from. <laughs> it's just I don't understand the work ethic. What happened? I don't get it. I, <laughs> I literally see a broom and I'm like, I got to sweep something. I don't know. It's just that Hispanic part of me, you know? I got to yeah. do something. No. Nope. Get your little squeegee out. That's right. I do, you know what's funny? I just found that squeegee leak out the other day. <laughs> It's like a little bit of anger tweaked up on my parents for buying me that squeegee again. But but then it's so funny, I can't, you know. For once, they got me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I fucked with well, them for being was, white all the time. So That was payback for, you know, cutting up all the carpet and throwing it out and smashing up the deck. <laughs> yeah, I like that deck now, though. So. Yeah, I guess I was like kind of a really crazy kid I, I didn't really think of it at the time when i was that young that i was that kids just don't do weird shit like that but i did so it's yeah. whatever well for you it was a normal thought so you wouldn't think it was abnormal until you got older and then like oh hey nobody else did this yeah just the other night jazz and i were talking and I, it went in some weird direction and as usual and i just thought man like does it ever go in a straight line does my brain ever go where it's supposed to it really just doesn't. It always yeah. goes off some side rail trail, and then I end up, you know, trying to backpedal as usual, yeah. or I slip up and say the wrong thing, like when I said what I said earlier about what was it, uh, kitty litter? Yeah. <laughs> and then of course she caught it right away. I was like, "Damn it! That's like yeah. that's my fear. That's one of my biggest fears. <laughs> See, Hank's scaring me. What the hell?" Yeah. What? Well, and I just keep, <laughs> and I keep finding smart, witty people to be guests on the podcast. So it just freaks you out every time. She's looking at me like I'm smart and witty. <laughs> 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 
No, you are. You are very funny. Actually, you're, you're even more personal than I had anticipated. Because, well, here's the truth. Great. Uh, well, great. Yes. And, but a lot of people can't take jokes. They yeah. really can't. And then, yeah. you know, and so it's like, especially coming on our podcast, like, there's probably not a lot of, a lot of people that could roll up here and, and, you know, deal with that. And, like, yeah. took it like a champ. <laughs> so uh, that's my people, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a very thorough, you could say, screening process because several people have been like, oh, hey, you know, I want to be on the podcast. And I'm like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> because I'm like, they're going to leave crying or they're going to leave enraged. And it's just like certain people just like you and I, I know you and I like our interactions because we're never going to like offend each other or hurt each other because we know we're joking. So like with Andy and Joel and Hang, I'm like, okay, these people can take a joke. These people have a good sense of humor. You know, we can riff on each other and it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to, no one's going to take it overly seriously. But every once in a while, someone's like, hey, Mark, I want to get on the podcast. I'm like, I'll, I'll get back to you. So, you know, not everybody out there. Now, if, I know there's people out there that are listening to this and you're thinking, oh, did he say that to me? Guess you just have to wait and find out. <laughs> <laughs> if he uh, hasn't gotten back to you, it's probably you. Uh, <laughs> Or I just haven't had time yet. Nope, it's just probably you. Don't even. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. It's funny. He says he's got this screening process, right? Yeah. But when when you come on, it's like you got like you got people. You have to understand what I'm looking at. He's got his jazz in the background and this big bed <laughs> with like white stuff, and she's just chilling. And then Hank said, "Here, this looks like the picture that you had on Facebook when you went uh, fishing." Yeah. It's just Mark and a bunch of chicks. <laughs> so it looks like your screening process fishing. is We were not fishing. No, we went on a boat like a yacht cruise. Oh, it's just a, oh, there's just like a Okay. Okay, well yeah. that makes sense. But it looks like the screening process is you just have to have a vagina because <laughs> that's what it looks except that you broke the mold with the last guy. So <laughs> I was going to say we had Andy and Joel on. They have vaginas. No, but uh, Joel has a couple brothers that are. So, <laughs> and uh, if you don't believe me, you should see these guys fight. It's hilarious. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Let me video do that again. We'll put it on the podcast somewhere too. Oh my goodness! You know, I think I'm. Fa- Eventually, the podcast probably could be live and videoed. There'd have to be at least some kind of a delay, though, maybe. We would have to have a delay with a dump button. <laughs> Just for like, whoop, one slipped up, D- dump that out. We'd have to be, you know, because like, you're such a Simpsons fan, we'd have to somehow get the rights to just have a thing pop up and go, don't! <laughs> like, yeah. Just cover it, you know. <laughs> So this happened on, what's the day, Saturday? Yesterday when I was at work, right? So my background is I do ultrasound of hearts. I see titties all day. All day. And I, they give you the, they give you, (laughs) they give you the orders of the patient's name and what they are. This one says, Jesus Ramirez. And then I always look, I always look to see if it's male or female. And it said, female. And I go, damn. Is it a he, she? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sue. So you read who, my who, mind. Who named? Okay, so who, it's who, like, who is named this, their... Is this Jesus going to be female or male? <coughs> hey, 
exactly. Yeah. So it yeah. says female, and Jesus is normally, I know, all male. Jesus, yeah, yeah, female. I walk out there. She's like four feet tall, little tiny old woman mm-hmm. named Jesus. Then she takes off, you know, her clothes, whatever. She has titties, so it must have been, why would her mama name her Jesus? Jesus. Maybe she had but a really messed up. Okay, well, hold on a second. You know how common the name Jesus is? You don't get Jesus. any wands in there? Never? No, I don't get any wands. Just you. Just Juan me. Smith. Yeah. It's like I'm the only one, but I'm not. There's, okay, so I know there's a lot. Viol- yeah, with HIPAA violation, you have to call patients by their last name. Mm-hmm. You go into that waiting room. See, I work for the county. And you go in the waiting room, and then you go, Gonzalez. Everybody stands up. I was going to say, I think that's one of my last names, isn't it? Smith, yeah. too. Smith. Oh, no, Morales, Calderon. Yeah. That, that actually happened when I took Jasmine to the ER. <laughs> they were like, Rodriguez, and two people stood up, and Jasmine was like, oh, crap. <laughs> It, it's word. really too bad I don't look more Hispanic because when they yell Smith and I pop up, it would be like, wait, what? Is he trying to cut? <laughs> He's trying to cut, man. <laughs> that literally never happens to me. If they call by last name. First name, that happens all the time. Last name, no. Yeah, I don't know any other Pearsons, really. No. Outside of my family. Yeah, what is the origin of Pearson? Like, what? It's an English name. But it's not a very common one. Um, I've met one other family in like that I can remember in my whole life with the same last name, like especially spelled my because my my last name Pierce is spelled P I E R S O N, and so that's different. Like, that's the less common way. And I've only ever met one other family that had that. That's because you're Pearson. a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a Viking. It's it would be like Pierce, and like you know you're pulling up to the pier. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect fit. I think we just solved this mystery. <laughs> yeah. So this is my nephew. Uh-huh. Yeah, most, la- mo- Pearson. Yeah, most people's Pearson last name is spelled P-E-A-R-S-O-N. And that's my nephew. And actually, interesting story. The My family's name originally was spelled P-E-A-R-S-O-N until like sometime in the 1800s. I don't remember when. It was like three or four generations ago. I'm not exactly sure. Um my mom did a bunch of like research into like the family genealogy so we found all these cool stories but there was like my i don't know like great 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 grandmother one of those greats uh and grandfather they lived on the mississippi and her husband great great grandfather whatever i don't know i'm just gonna say grandfather for the sake of not being redundant he uh worked up and down the mississippi and he would take the river boats back and forth and he would like be go and be gone for a week or two and then come back well, like, after so many years, she had, like, four or five kids. Uh, she found out he had another family down at the other end of the Mississippi. And so he would go spend, like, two weeks with one family, come back and spend two weeks with the other family. So when she found out, she was like, oh, hell no. So she, like, went to the courthouse, and, and she's like, me and all my kids were changing the name to P-I-E-R-S-O-N. And she told them, like, I don't ever want to see you again. And she went and struck out on her own and, like, raised the kids and did her own thing after that. And so that's how the family name changed to P-I-E-R-S-O-N. So it was P-E-A-R-S-O-N, but because her husband... Were you related to my nephew? (laughs) I don't know. Is he a player? Shoot him straight. (laughs) (laughs) Which also would explain why you're the good guy. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I would have been the other Pearson. (laughs) You clearly... (laughs) Clearly... (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, like we don't want any part of you. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, that's so funny though. That yeah, that that's so crazy. You you can't make that kind of shit up. That's just no. That is and not. it's actually like a that's actually a pretty cool thing. Like you know, we're not gonna have anything to do with him. We're even gonna change our last name. And I was like. You know, like, I, I know, like, some people I've told that story to, they're like, oh, that would be so inconvenient. I'm like, go to the courthouse, pay the fee, do the paperwork. Like, if you're trying to, like, really, like, you know, be like, I'm separating myself from this person who really just did something horrible, it's not that inconvenient. Like, I would, like, if I, if I found myself in that situation, and that was like, that's not a bad idea. I'd be like, no, we're cutting ties with you. Like, you, you know, you're going to play me? No, you're not going to play me. I'm going to, you know, go do my own thing. I don't need you. And I thought, that's pretty cool of her. That's a strong woman. It's a lot better than, like, today's world where she'd just have to cover that tattoo with something ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time you see a woman with them fucked up tattoos, you're like, yeah, you dumb bitch. You put his name on you? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just I, I I can't believe that people do that. Like that's like a guarantee for disaster. Yeah. Well, the thing about like I've wanted to get a tattoo for a long time, but I still don't have any because like every time I come to the point where I'm going to do it, I stop and I think about it and I go, "Do I really want this on me permanently for the rest of my life?" And then I usually come to the point of like, "No, because sometime down the road something's probably going to change in my life." Because I've understood that things in life change. And I'm not even talking about like a woman's name. I'm talking about like any uh, tattoo. Any, any tattoo. Like, you know, a symbol or even like a quote that means something to me. I'm like, the, I could grow in like my personality. You know, like, I could grow as a person and that may not mean so much anymore. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to do it because like, really, like, and I have no, I don't think anything's wrong with tattoos. Like, I was raised in an age where like, you know, um, or I should say I was raised in a time where, like, tattoos were frowned upon and stuff like that. And people were like, oh, that person has tattoos. And then it became acceptable and popular. And I never had anything, like, against it or anything. And I still don't. It's just, like, when I it's, I find it hilarious when people just get a tattoo for the sake of having a tattoo. And then they're like, and most people I talk to, I'm like, well, why'd you get that? Oh, it was cool at the time. Or my friends wanted me to get it. Or I was really drunk. And I'm like, it's kind of like a serious thing to just kind of do willy-nilly. And so, like, after interacting with all my friends and family and stuff who've done that, I'm like, do I really want to do that? And so, like, I can only think of one person who has a tattoo that got it, like, was like, okay, was sober. And was and so her and her sister, they wanted to get, like, a matching tattoo. So they got, like, three hearts on the shoulder. And one is, like, representing, like, the three sisters. And, like, you know, one has the middle heart. One has the, you know, for, like, the first, second, and third age of sisters. And I was like, that's really cool. Like, the sisters got matching tattoos. And it's, like, a symbol of their, like, closeness as sisters. Like, that's really cool. Like, and I know they're never going to regret that. But so few people have like an idea like that and i'm like that like mark has been talking about me this entire time what are you talking stories about? <laughs> me my sister and one of our best friend went to the tattoo and we got a tattoo that looked alike but everyone did theirs a little different yeah and then whoa 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 <laughs> whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa this whoa. is what happens <laughs> does that say mass murder when it means something but you're not sober and <laughs> neither is, is neither is, is the a bunch of instruments. This is no. This is actually my son's initials. Uh huh. How is he naked? <laughs> <laughs> He's wondering why you sprawled out in the bed. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I snapped you out of your book. I, I can dance too, but you got to have 20 bucks. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Once. He's taking 20 if he wants to dance. Oh. You want him to dance? Oh my she says goodness. no. So when I turned 18, so when we did the other tattoo, I think I was probably legal age, but yeah. we did that. But then I moved to Dallas when I graduated high school, and I got a devil. Uh-huh. I don't... Back then, it was cool. I was like, free tattoo? I'll get something, and I got something really small. It's probably about this big. Mm-hmm. And it was a devil. And then when I turned, I had that thing for a long, long time until I turned probably 35. I said, I don't think that devil is good enough anymore for me. God redeemed me. I I did a cover up. So it wasn't somebody's name, but I did cover up that devil with a big old dragon. (laughs) Asian enough for you? Yeah, I thought you'd go for a cross, but no, Asian's right on point with the uh, dragon. <laughs> of course it's a dragon. <laughs> and you no know what? No one's ever going to see it. And the one that's on my chest, that was like 27 hours. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that guy was drunk. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a little more than that. <laughs> this was done... In the hood by a yeah. hood tattoo artist who happens to be a very close friend of mine. Uh, we just we just can't around. hang out anymore. That's all. Because <laughs> let's just say our, there was a time when our lifestyles were close enough that we could hang out, but not now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about getting shot. I'm sorry. How <laughs> he's still over there? Oh, I tried to help, but. Uh, <laughs> He's decided that that is a lifestyle he wants to lead, and I just can't be part of that anymore. Yeah, you know, I I mentored a lot of kids when I, you know, like teenage boys, and I worked with a lot of kids that were like in and out of gangs and stuff like that. A lot of them, you know, could turn their lives around. Uh, there were a few that just didn't. Yeah, you know, and he was one of them, and it got to the point. Where I, you know, I, when you got to take a beating. You know, you hit over a chair by another rival gang member for just yeah. sitting there, and you're not even involved. That kind of like it sours the relationship a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> as you're laying on the floor, going, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and then you know, yeah, it was bad, man. These guys ended up getting. They came in and uh, attacked us, and uh, they ended up going to jail for like uh, six years for oh that for that assault on us. Yeah. Uh, but it was the kind of situation where if I had not known those people, been around those people, that stuff wouldn't have happened. So then after that, yeah. I realized, I mean, that's like the second time that kind of thing happened to me where I got seriously beat down for being yeah. in the wrong neighborhood, you know, and yeah. both times could have ended up really bad. And I got lucky. Yeah. I just yeah. happened to be drunk enough that I could take the punches without yeah. and the kicks without having doing any permanent damage. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so like after the when those things happen, that's when you realize, like you can come and see me, but now even that doesn't happen. Like I can't even have them come visit because yeah. like just can't. I don't know what they got on them. You know what I mean? I can't have you rolling up here with whatever you got in your life, in your vehicle, and in your life and in your body. Yeah. You know, if, if, if it'd be one thing, there's people that just can't be sober. 
it's it's interesting that you say that because just a couple days ago I was having a conversation with uh, one of my friends about um, about how like you know you have to be smart with who your friends are because like you may want to be friends with someone but they're like toxic or you want to be close to someone or like they're constantly berating you or putting you down and letting you down because we we had like a mutual friend who would like always come and be like oh well you know my group of friends and you know like they're so great and i would just be like why are you hanging out with them they're terrible to you like your group of friends do nothing but bring you down they like they're always they're like you know like just doing I'm not going to get into it because I just But yeah, but like people understand yeah, but people understand being around people like that. And then yeah, you go like so, why would you be friends with these people? If this is your right. friends, why do you need enemies? You know, right. Like, it, it's just like and I was it's like it, I couldn't get through like neither of us could really get through. I'm like why are you hanging out with other people that you know are making you feel like you're worthless or making you feel like they 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 want to hang out with you and then you know uh, the next day they're like oh we don't want you around I'm like don't hang out with people like that like you deserve to be treated with respect and dignity by your friends but I just want I want friends like I really really want friends but those aren't friends those people who are just using you and so finally I was just like you know what you got to make your own choices like I'm your friend I care but you know like if you would rather hang out with people who treat you like crap that's your choice. And I'm like, you just got to deal with your own stuff. It must be hard being the nice guy all the time. How because, so? Well, just because, like, there's really not a reason for anyone not to do, like, hang out. Like, it's like, it makes you feel like, well, what? It's just because I'm nice. I'm somehow, like, not cool or something? <laughs> like, you know? Well, it's because, I think because sometimes people think that nice is boring. And so people are drawn to like flash or charisma or like people who think, you know, like we're exciting or flat or like, you know, throwing money around. And so like that all seems really fun and exciting. And then you turn around and, you know, those persons are jerks or, you know, they don't care about you. So like it's like, oh, well, you know, Mark's level headed and he's pretty chill and he doesn't go out and go crazy. Man, I could do that. But, you know. Like, I could have more fun if I went off all these people because we're going to go to the beach and go get really drunk and da-da. And what's Mark going to, you know, so it's like, it sounds really exciting and appealing. And then you come back and you're all, like, feeling devastated because, you know, Joe, you know, Jock tried to feel you up or whatever. God forbid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that it was a Jock and not just, like, some fat old guy like me. I'm glad you picked a category I didn't but, fit okay, in. But like you were talking about like the <laughs> alpha like, guys earlier. Like I was thinking about it the other day. Someone was say- <laughs> Hold yeah, on. But- I just remembered something so funny. Years ago, we played a game. Market used to live in my area for a while, and we would go over to where they lived, and we played this game there called, I think it was Sardines, right? You yeah. turn the lights off, you try and find people. Yeah. And like they had a bunch of family visiting and stuff, and I accidentally groped your cousin. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but for the record, she never complained. That's all I'm saying. I, <laughs> oh my goodness. Because, like, once the hand hit the titty, I went into work mode. You know, I didn't get an outfit. <laughs> I was like, all right, clockwise, counterclockwise. <laughs> and smacking. No, I'm kidding. I, I didn't go that far. But I just, that was what that was, just reminded me of that, and I thought, oh, my God, that's so funny. 
It's like I'm accidentally assaulting people. <laughs> I was super apologetic because you were, I she was that. so like, she was so white, <laughs> and she seemed like such a nice person, and I felt so bad, and I felt like great now. Like not only do I sound and like an asshole now like they're gonna really think like i did this on purpose mark's like mark's like no 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 you don't understand he really is blind he can't see shit. Like, he really, like, help me brother help me i don't even know what my own mother looks like come on oh man you can't do that these days anymore that's, that's you know i I talk to my kids all the time because now they're getting like older. Some of them are getting older, and I'm just like, yeah. you know, you know, because the people always have those speeches like, no means no. And I'm like, let's be real. Okay. No means maybe. Like, <laughs> if they say no, that's not necessarily no. If they physically push you off, right? If they, if they, or they distance themselves from you, or they make that look where they go, ooh, you're gross. That's a definite no. But when they go, no. <laughs> That's not a no, okay? I don't care who you are, where you can be offended if you want. Giggling when you say no is not a no. That's a challenge, sister. I'm coming in. <laughs> All right? I've never been convicted of a sexual assault in my life. I said convicted. As in like I do it, like I actually do it all the time. I've never actually sexually assaulted anyone. For the record, insert foot into mouth and remove. <laughs> Never had a complaint even, so let's not get it twisted. If there's any feminist out there, you know, I but I don't even understand that whole thing anyway. So like I'm not saying that feminists are all about don't touch me because, you know, that's not realistic either. Everybody, you know, wants parts touched. I'm just saying that it's not I need to change the subject. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the medicine. It's the medicine. This backpedaling, this backpedaling has been brought to you by Juan. <laughs> <laughs> God, if I had a bike when I was a kid, I just would have rode in the neighborhood backwards all the time. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that kid's really weird. It's always backpedaling. I still do it a lot. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness, I forgot what I was even going to say, but <laughs> Sorry. Please podcast. say something. <laughs> Hang, help me. Jeez. Well, I wanted to when you were talking about the sexual assault, but I just watched on Forensic Files today uh-huh. about um I I watched that show ra- religiously. This guy who was raping all these girls, all within like a two mile radius of his home. Mm-hmm. That's a and lazy was, rapist. <laughs> <laughs> but he told those girls, if you call the cops uh-huh. or the police, I will know. Uh-huh. So then when, they, when all those girls were saying that, then the cops like, hey, he's, he didn't say, if you call the cops, I will find out. He yeah. said, if you call the cops, I will know. He's a police he officer. Exactly. Yeah. Case solved. Moving on. Exactly. No, I watch that but shit like every day. I do too. Running on the treadmill, watching it to pass beat the time. Whoa, whoa, whoa with the running on the treadmill part. I'm pretty much <laughs> sitting in this booth smoking a cigarette, drinking a Pepsi and my medicine. Not running nowhere. You don't I don't have to run anymore. Because no one no one's chasing me. There's nobody 
Who's coming out here? That's the other thing about like my safety of my my little man cave here is like the best part is in reality, people. I'm actually not out in public much. So, but there's good reason for that, as you all know. So yeah. I, you know, it's safe here. So like, if people come here. You know, and then they can get a taste of it. But like I told Mark, it's like, you come visit here. You do even four days here, and you go home with, like, black eyes, no sleep. Yeah. You've either lost weight or gained weight. You start <laughs> questioning. black chicken. Yeah, you start questioning your own morals. It's, it's just. <laughs> it's an experience in and of itself, <laughs> and it's a life-changing one. <laughs> but uh, some, and I said to my son the other day, I'm like, but we keep living. It's weird. Like. <laughs> You know, because I don't sleep much, you know, or anything like no. that. Although last night, the weirdest thing happened. I fell asleep sitting, sitting straight up on the couch. But then my large head fell forward. Yeah. And it must have like closed most of my throat. Yeah. So when I woke up, it was like the worst sleep apnea hangover of all time. Oh, no. Today. It was like I, sh- I said to myself, I-, I might as well went drinking last night. Holy shit, this is the worst hangover of all time. Oh, so, but um, I am getting medical help, listeners. I, I did listen to you, and I'm going back to the doctor this week. So, she's a really nice doctor. So Funny, because they... She's a, a really nice doctor. Of course she is. <laughs> uh, another listener mentioned to me, like, a week ago, just straight up was like, um, you know, if Juan would just stop drinking Pepsi, he'd probably feel a whole lot better. <laughs> and I was like, good luck with communicating that to him i was like he knows that he's just stuck oh no it's an addiction for real i've talked about that so many times you know yeah i i have quit many substances over my lifetime and uh <laughs> caffeine's not going to be one of them i'm pretty sure that's going with me to the grave yeah oh by the way speaking of uh, listeners so this past week oh no this could be great uh this has nothing to do with you this is everything to do with me no so that's you're off the hook this time <laughs> Oh, I didn't say it was about me. <laughs> I just know if it's going to be someone from the podcast, it's probably going to be pretty funny. Yeah. So I was hanging out with a, uh, remember in like episode 13, 14, whatever? I can't remember which one it was, but where I made the that's what she said joke to crickets. Yeah. I was talking with them. I went over and I was hanging out with them and they were like, so we've been listening to your podcast. And I was like, oh. They were like, yeah, we heard the one with the, uh, that's where you talked about the, that's what she said joke. And I was like, yeah, I know. And they were like, uh, neither of us heard you. We would have thought that was hilarious. I was like, what? They were like, yeah. They're like, you're off the hook. They're like, we joke about that all the time. You've never heard us. And I was like, no, not ever. I'm like, I usually don't really get that vibe. And they were like, no, I was like, I get, sometimes I get the dad joke vibe, but I was like, I don't really get that. They were like, no, 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 that's hilarious. Like, and you're over there like self-shaming and feeling all guilty and stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, I didn't want to be offensive. And they're like, no, nah, you're good, bro. <laughs> so I was like, woohoo, vindication. Man, that's not fair. <laughs> you fuck up one time and you get vindicated like just weeks later. Yep. I haven't been vindicated of shit ever. Like, I'm running like hundreds deep of people hating me. So it's all right. Other people, though, they think it's funny, so it's whatever. Yeah. You know, it's. If people don't like you, they don't like you. You know, what are you going to yeah. do? But and I, not everybody's going to like you. 
So I mean, do you think that like, when people, like, when some people have been like, Mark, I think my friends don't like me, or this person of the opposite sex doesn't like me, I'm like, do you like everybody? No, mm-hmm. get over it. Like, yeah, it sucks, it stinks, but you know, whatever. Like, go find your, go find someone who actually cares. You know, like I found Jasmine and Hang. These people are awesome. Jasmine. She's still laying on the bed. It's just so weird to see someone reading. (laughs) I haven't. (laughs) I know we have books in this house. Yeah. But I don't think they've moved in quite some time. (laughs) There's probably some legit information on these shelves that's probably never been. If I was going to hide money in this house... In the book. Hide in a book, man. Ain't no one ever Dang find it. I would have looked through the books when I was there if I would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your dad put a bunch in there. Holy crap. Find a book. <laughs> I have some books, but there's no money in them, that's for sure. My books are all boring. They're they just... have pictures, right? No, no. They're no. in Braille. <laughs> No, I, I threw the Braille ones out uh, <laughs> and all my enlarged books because as I would move, dude, you don't want to move enlarged books. These things weigh you know, way too much for what they're worth. Like I, if a sentence weighs two pounds, it's, it's not valuable enough to carry around. You know, I mean, we're in the, we're in the technological age where everything is just a click away. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that books aren't relevant. I mean, there are some people who read. Apparently, I'm watching one right now. So I know it still happens. Yeah. But it's almost like going to the zoo. <laughs> it's like, oh shit! Look, it's reading. <laughs> oh, it's in a, it's in its natural habitat. It's in its bed and everything. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so relaxed. It must really be a good book. I should probably read sometime. And then you like go to the next one. And you're like, oh look, that one's flinging poop. <laughs> and then you totally forget about thinking about reading. <laughs> yeah. I actually really enjoy books. I have a small collection of like some of my favorite books. Uh, I have just been making the mistake of keeping myself so ridiculously busy that I don't really have time to read. And so I've been just doing all of my book reading via Audible, you know, audiobooks. I did that a lot because I'm visually impaired, so I, you know, hear. And so I love that because I still get the book. Like, I got a special gift or a special sign up. Excuse me. Sheesh. I got a special deal on Audible where I bought like so many and I got like a ton free. So I had like 10 or 15 I could get. And so I still have like seven or eight left. And so I've just been like going through a book between podcasts, you know, and books and stuff. So I've been reading through a lot of really good books, which is nice, but it's all on, you know, audio. So like I can listen to it when I'm driving while I'm at work. Since I work alone, I can listen to podcasts or, you know, audio books all the time because I work alone, which is one thing I love about my job. Uh, I would like to get more time to like sit down and read books. And I actually sat down last night and read for a while, which was actually really enjoyable. Because I actually just like was that? like... Did you wear a skirt and lay down a bed? No, I didn't <laughs> wear a skirt. <laughs> I was wearing this minus the shorts, but I was just wearing my underwear because I was comfortable. And uh, I was just, you know, sitting there and reading it. I was like, wow, this is actually really enjoyable. I was like, I need to take more time to do this. And I actually realized... That I need to make more time because, like, after doing my counseling session yesterday, I was like, I've been keeping myself so busy with just so much stuff. I need to, like, take time to, like, take some breaks and rest and, like, 
decompress and stuff. Like, I need to, like, stop going so hard all the time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and read for a little bit. And it was actually really rewarding. That sounds amazing. I'm still not trying it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it shitty that, like, I made a promise to myself, like, ten years ago? I'm never reading a book from this point on. (laughs) Not a whole way through. I'll give it a quick, you know. But I'm not reading anything. Just because it's so difficult with my eyes. It it really is. You have a legitimate reason for it. Yeah, and uh, I never really enjoyed it in the first place. But I, but yeah. the honest truth was, I wasn't exposed to probably a lot of good literature when I was younger. You know. Yeah. They're really. Thankfully. I, and not because, it's just my, you know, I didn't come from a really educated family. Uh, they're not, you know, it was like when I went to college, it's because like I wanted to. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got one of those like super angry white dads who's like, "College is for idiots." <laughs> you know, he treats doctors like they're morons. Let me guess, you got your uh, degree in Singapore? Like my dad's like a super was like a super racist, just an asshole. You know, and I hated that about him. But it, you know, what are you gonna do? You're stuck. But yeah, but like, so I didn't grow up in a family where education was seen as valued. It was seen as for the annoying, snobbish. And so it was like when I went to college, there was like no support. It's like I'm, you know. Paying my own way, do, you know, working two jobs. Yeah. Then you know, nobody's going like, Did you, "How are you doing in school, son? You doing good?" You know, what are you gonna? Yeah. What's your major? You know, I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I was gonna be in nursing, but I've decided I'm not gonna do that anymore." So. It takes a special person to be a nurse. Like I've said this a lot recently, like it takes a certain kind of person to be a nurse. Not everybody who wants to go into nursing should be a nurse because it takes a serious level of commitment and you should, as a nurse, have some sort of compassion or at least care for the person that is under your care. Because I, when I was in the hospital a few years ago, I had literally the worst nurse. I'm not a complainer. I'm not a kind of, I'm not a confrontational person. I don't really speak out. This nurse was so rude and so terrible, I actually talked to the hospital administrator. And I was like, look, I don't even want to do this. But I was like, I can't believe that someone is getting paid good money to be an a-hole to me. I was like, for no reason. I was like, I just asked for some minor help. And he was so irritated that I was taking him away from his phone and whatever game he was doing or whoever he was texting. I was like... That that was like that's just absurd. And then the other nurses I had were fantastic. And the hospital administrator was like, "Oh, I'll take care of it." I was like, "I'm I'm sure you will." But I learned from that like it takes a certain kind of person to be a nurse, which is one reason I will never go go to like be a nurse because so many people over the past several years have been like, "You should be a nurse. You should be a nurse." And I'm like, "I know that's the fad thing to do, but and I know it's a good job and you can make good money, but I would hate my life." And I've said that to mostly everybody who said you should be a nurse. I know my personality. I know who I am. I know how I respond to certain things. I would be the most miserable person as a nurse. (laughs) I know the things I like to do. I know the things I enjoy doing. I would probably want to die <laughs> if I, just I was look a nurse. At Juan and if he was a nurse, <laughs> <laughs> suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah. The guy in the next, the guy in the next bed's dying over here. All right, you got a broken bone. Shut the fuck up. All right. No, exactly. no, you're not getting morphine, you pussy. <laughs> I was thinking if Juan was a nurse, he'd have to carry around a little stepladder with him to get up to like put in the IVs and stuff. <laughs> You know what's funny is the most enjoyable job that I've ever had in my life was when I did direct care. 
Yeah. For the mentally ill. When I did direct care for mentally ill disabled people. I loved that work. Because nothing grosses me out, dude. I can change colostomy bags. I can cast 10 dicks a day. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. None of that stuff bothers me. And I enjoy taking care of difficult people. Yeah. I love the challenge of like dealing with that person that like 10 staff go, this person's impossible. There's no way you're going to be able to get them to do this. I'm like, give me 10 minutes. Yeah. And I would go in. Uh, Honestly, at the time, uh, the healthcare system was changing a lot. And I realized in an actual nursing environment, I was not going to be able to take care of people the way that I probably would like to. It was going to be too rushed, too short a time. And I would be fighting with supervisors and hospital staff every day. And I would just would be miserable because when I managed my own group homes, I could take an hour to give a person a shower if I needed to because it took a time because they suffered trauma from being locked up in an institution. Okay, but I couldn't do that kind of stuff, you know, if I probably if I was going to be a nurse. They're going to be like, you have seven minutes and then you got to get to the next, you know what I mean? So, and when I got to do it the way that I felt comfortable caring for people, I really enjoyed it. The only reason that I got out of it was because I dealt with the violent ones and I could only take so much beatings and dealing with fighting and everything else, you know. And uh, so I, I had to, you know. And also it was, it got so time consuming because I, because the people I cared for were so difficult that I worked 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And they didn't care how much they had to pay me because, frankly, nobody wanted to take care of these people because they were that difficult. Well, but I, I almost like, lost my I'm- whole life over it. So <laughs> I had to go. I work in the county, and so we see a lot of crazy stuff. I don't know if you know this, but if you come in as a gang or you were shot or stabbed, they change your name so no one would find you. Mm -hmm. So it would be like 122 Beta is your first name, and then the last name is like 120-something. So when I went in there, that was his name. He was in there for a stab wound. He was jumped by people. He got stabbed, and I was doing the ultrasound on him. That His ex-girlfriend was there. And she brought her son to visit the dad who got stabbed with blood and all his gory stuff. So he asked her, hey, can you hand me that cup of water? She goes, you can't reach it yourself? I was just thinking, she should never be a nurse. She can't even help him out. He got stabbed. What did you come here to visit him for? Well, in her defense, obviously it wasn't an artery. He made it. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Oh, so she can still be mean, right? I'm just saying that's their environment. Okay, they're used to that. I I know this because I know people like that. It's like yeah, you know, I don't know the friend that you don't invite over. Oh yeah, he has no teeth. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no, that's how you know a real gang member or a real a real banger. They'll yeah. have no teeth because they've been fighting since they were little kids. Them teeth are gone. By 15, 16, yeah. you know they've been in some shit. Or they've been in drugs so bad they've lost their teeth exactly. or whatever. Like, you know, so you can tell right away whether someone's real or not. If someone dresses up and tries to look like a gangster, I know whether they're dressing up and looking like or whether they are right away. Uh, it gets yeah. the way people carry themselves, too. And you learn how to read people. When you've had to work with the people I've worked with, you get real quick at reading some scary people and i have dealt with some very scary people but i enjoy it though i if i could if i could honestly do that work physically yeah. but and have it be not so many hours and and all that i i probably would would try and go back and do it again 
But the, the problem is I care about the people so much because I'm caring for the worst of people. I'm caring for child molesters, rapists, right? Yeah. People that, are, that nobody loved. But when you hear the stories of these people, it's like, I'm not justifying what they did. But I'm telling you, people, if you live their lives, I'd like to see you be different. Yeah. Really. Like, that might sound really cold and bold, but I'm telling you, when you've had every, the worst things in the world that you could imagine happening to a person, like, when all those things have happened to one person, yeah. all of, like, the worst things you can think of, they've been through it all. Yeah. Okay. How are you going to be normal? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. When, you, when you've never been loved as a kid even, right? I've yeah. worked with people that never actually were loved ever. So yeah. even as a child. So when they get to a certain age, they no longer will ever, in my opinion, understand real love or concern. They will never do it. They will always be manipulative, always be controlling, always be dangerous, always be self-serving. And when you have to daily work with some people like that, it it, it breaks most people down very quickly mm-hmm. because you'll think in your head, I'm making progress. And I would get emotionally involved in, in caring for some people like this because nobody wanted to take care of them, no matter yeah. what the money or the prowess or anything. And so it was hard for me because I cared too much. Yeah. You know, and yet at the same time, it's hard because I can't even let these people see my kids. Yeah. One time, one of them just saw one of my kids. And I had to hear about it every day from a, from a kid, from a guy who raped a child. Do yeah. you know how hard it is to care for somebody who wants to talk about your kid when that's their history and you got to yeah. take care? Like, that's the kind of shit I had to deal with. And so, it, like, so most people just didn't want to do it. So that's yeah. why, yeah, but yeah, so like, I, 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 that's why I didn't do the nursing thing because I wasn't going to be able to probably care for people the way I wanted to. And then when I did do it, I kind of went too far. And then I, you know, so now I had to kind of back out of it totally. But yeah, it's weird because you'd think I'd just be a total dick. <laughs> but in actuality, I just had a lot of sympathy for people that, yeah. because I would always be so interested. Like, why is this person such a mess? And yeah. then you find out, like, every once in a while, they would, sometimes they would do weird stuff like transition into a child. Yeah. Talk to you in a child voice. That shit what? will fuck up a normal person. Because they would literally like go back in time in their mind and they would talk to you like they were six or seven. And then they would tell you some horrific story that happened to them when they were actually that age. And it would just make you sick. There, yeah. there were days that I literally had to leave. I would, I would get so upset that I would cry and I'd have to leave the room and like go to the bathroom to get my shit together. Because yeah. I, I couldn't believe like what this person went through. The stuff that they would say. It was mm-hmm. just, I can't even, and honestly, there's stuff I just, I couldn't even mention here. I could not yeah. tell you what they said because it's just so horrifically sad. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's, but, uh, you know, initially I had that caring heart, but then that's why I went that route. And now that I, I did, I feel like I did what I could do and I've, but I've left it behind. So now, you know, I'm not probably going to go back, even though I think about it <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Only because, and the only reason why is because I think, there's another generation of them out there now that, that, that you know, because I would see other people that are supposed to be caregivers treat these people awful. Yeah. Threaten them with violence. I had people get fired that I worked with because they were so scared they would bring weapons in to protect themselves. 
Yeah. That's the kind of people I worked with. And then I would be like, you can't do that. And then they would get fired. And then, you know, and it was me. But then when I would do yeah. that, well, now who's going to take care of So now I had to take their hours. Yeah. You know, and so it would just kind of snowballed, and that's why that all ended up that way. But not to be on a negative note, but the positive, no, the, pos- the positive side is that uh, you, you sometimes you think you know people, you think you can read people, and you think, like they said, like, oh, Mark, you should be a nurse. And, but you know you shouldn't, right? right? People right. probably would see me and be like, oh, you think you'd be a total asshole. And then actually, yeah. I was probably the most understanding person <laughs> yeah. because I tried to be like, I always try and deal with people, and no matter how they treat me, I try to understand why they treat me the way they treat me. If they treat me like shit for no reason, I just assume it's because their life sucks. Yeah. Well, you you have adopted the same mentality that I have where – like, and I'm going to be real. Like, when somebody hurts you, when someone does something terrible, it's really, really hard to not get angry or defensive or to react. And But, like, as I get older and mature more, I understand I can, like, reflect on things. And now, like, even as I'm getting older, I can recognize, oh, this person is lashing out at me. Or this person did something super messed up and it hurt me. Or, you know, this person broke a promise to me that really, really, like, mattered a lot. And they just decided not to pull through even you know they when they gave me the word whatever it is it could be many other different things you as a person the person being hurt you have the choice to either think about that person still as a human being with value and worth or you can dehumanize them and say oh they're a piece of trash or their 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 action makes them horrible and so like you saw like the most extreme cases of negative you know, stuff that could happen to a person and the effects that it had on them. But you still saw the, their humanity. You still saw that they have value. Like you even said, uh, were they ever going to be like a nice, stable person? Were they ever going to be trustworthy? Could you trust them with children? Or could you trust them to like not hurt and mis- uh, uh, you know, hurt, uh, manipulate and abuse other people? No, you can't. But they're still a human being and they still have value. They just went through something that you and I cannot fathom. That doesn't make them less valuable as a person, but you do have to do something to protect all the other people innocent people in society from them and so like you have to find that balance in any sort of interaction with you know whether it's like you know family members or friends or people at work you have to say oh you know what this is okay this isn't okay you have to be able to talk to people and say what you did was wrong you can't devalue that person because they did something wrong other people shouldn't be devaluing us because we do something wrong this podcast is a lot about like the silver lines we always talk about that yeah and it's like so i've always tried to find like some shred of a silver lining in this person's life. And sometimes I realize the only shred of decency that this person's going to have today is whether I treat them like a human being or not. Yeah. And I remember yeah. specifically, I took over a house. Uh, this is the one that really got me. And I worked with this gentleman for several months. And he had, he was an older one. He had been in the institutions, the real ones. And he had suffered just inhumane shit. And he was super difficult. And that's the reason I moved into this particular facility working for this person. And I every day I would have to like gear myself up to be able to handle it. But I would always tell myself, I'm not going to lose my temper. I'm not going to show anger. I'm not going to treat this person different because of their history. I'm going to treat them as a human being. And one night I gave him his meds, his, his meds for night. 
And, you know, I had a short conversation with him, and he had this teddy bear. And I remember tucking him into bed. He's like 50 years old. Yeah. I gave him his teddy bear. And for some reason, it's got this. It was like, you don't really touch these people. Some of them you just can't. It's too dangerous, whatever. So, but anyway, so I just leaned down. I gave him, I gave him like a half arm hug. I said, all right, man. I was like, yeah, I'll see you in the morning. And then I, I ended up the midnight shift and I left at like 1230 in the morning. I come back on the morning shift because like I worked that much. I really wasn't even gone eight hours. Well, he had, he had passed away in, in the nighttime. So yeah. next day I find him. And I just remember feeling like I was overwhelmed and I was saddened, but at the same point, I felt like I had done the right thing. I had done yeah. the right thing. His last moments weren't with the staff that treated him like shit because of what he was or thought yeah. that he was less than them because yeah. most people did treat him that way. Yeah. And I felt like at least his last moments of contact were with, with humanity where I felt appropriate. Yeah. And that's why after that happened, it was so hard for me to get out of that because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want anyone else to, to to have that last night be not. And then, yeah. But right after I left the the field, uh, a staff and another member of the same place all died within six months. What? And yeah, and it was just like you know, it's and every time that happens, like a big investigation. I mean, you you are. I was responsible for every aspect of this person's life. If I had made one mistake, one, they would have came after me and charged me. Yeah, you know. So it was an amazing amount of responsibility, yet difficult. And that's why, hands down, to all the caregivers out there who work for shit money, who take care of difficult people, and you do it in a loving way. God, you're angels. You yep. are angels. You are real angels on earth to these people, and you can't get enough props. Yep. And uh, so that's why there's. And so I learned also too that there are some good people out there. I did meet yeah. some other people who felt the same way I did. And I thought, man, there are really some people that actually care about people. Yeah. And so I joke a lot and I make a lot of jokes about things all the time and all that. But I mean, let's be honest, most humor and, and a lot of that is based in pain. Yeah. yeah that's is. what, that's why people laugh at something. You identify it. Cause you felt that anger at one point or you felt that pain and you're like, yeah. And that's what, you know, it makes you laugh because <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, so I did get a lot out of that, out of that work, but it literally almost sucked my life away. So yeah. you know, but uh, you can't. You can only. It's too close sometimes. When you're when you're a person like me, like that, like it's it 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 can be. Uh, you get an imbalance in life, and I've learned that life is about balance. Yes. Definitely. And uh, so I had to kind of move on from that to have some better balance in my life. But I felt like at least while I was in that field, I felt like I did make a difference for a few people. I realized I can't help everybody and I just had to kind of let it go but like I still live very close to a couple of these places I think about those people and sometimes I want to just pop in and visit but I also know that it'd be very hard for me so I just don't yeah you know because god forbid I come in there and I see someone getting treated mistreated because I would wreck a motherfucker like (laughs) instantly (laughs) if I see them getting treated bad your job's gone and I'm going to drag you out by your damn hair (laughs) <laughs> I don't fuck around like that. I don't. I do not like people being treated like a number or being treated like less ever. No, they shouldn't be. It's no. unfair. That's why you know, like, true. 
Yeah, we joke a lot about racism. We talk, we joke a lot about differences between men and women. But the bottom line is, you cannot mean that shit. No. When it comes out of real hate, or when it comes out of anger or misplaced, you know, feelings. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Straight up, and hope I don't run into you. See that shit. Because when I, I'm serious. If I see people like, like. I've a couple times seen situations where it's like someone's getting like beat down in public. Yeah. I better not roll up on that because I'm jumping in. Yep. Like I don't, you know, and it's not because I'm like a tough guy or anything. It's because I just cannot stand people being treated like less for any reason. Yeah. You know, Precisely. And, and because look, look, man, we're just, we should all care about each other, love each other, get along. Why does people want to fight all the time? You know, shit. Mm-hmm. Just recognize we all have differences. It's funny. It's fucking funny. Yeah. I don't have a fucking clip-on spoiler on the back of my car and a camera in it and <laughs> happen to be Asian, but that shit's funny, right? Like you don't have to back into all your parking spots. <laughs> but I pedal. But I pedal that bike backwards up. So see, <laughs> we meet somewhere in the middle. So. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you very much, Hang, for being with us. It was we'll a pleasure, Hang. Sometime. Nice to meet you guys. It was so nice. I'll uh, I'll I come. Met you a while ago. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll come visit you guys sometime. Heck yeah, we'd love to have you. I'll Wait make sure tomatoes. I. Yeah, oh, I will. I'll wear a thong <laughs> and. Uh, it's hot down with here. a char- with a character on front with like googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's black too. Absolutely, <laughs> keeping it real. Would you, uh, uh, yeah, make sure you show her that video, and then uh, make sure it goes up for me, please, somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, it's been a pleasure, you guys. I had a great time today talking to you. Um, it brought up a lot of good, uh, good feelings, and okay. uh, I, ne- I needed that. It's been, a, it's been a tough couple weeks, and it's nice to have the podcast to help you refocus on what's important. Exactly. And that is, of course, each other, you know, as human beings. So let's just keep making people laugh and, uh, you know, getting along. Please stop shooting up these damn schools. (laughs) Just, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Seahawk Predator out. Bye-bye.